Welcome to the 1844 podcast. This is your host, Tim Lowell. And this time around, I won't say this week because we don't do it weekly, but this time around, our guest is Nate Hayes from the Emerging Cricket podcast. Say hello, Nate. Hey, Tim. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. uh, Thanks for uh, inviting me to have a chat. Hey, no problem. Okay, so the uh, first um, segment of the podcast, we talk to our guest, if we have one, and we ask, how did you get into cricket? Because I know you're from North Carolina, right? Well, I'm from Maryland originally. Maryland originally. Okay. So just let's go uh, uh, and start with how did you get into cricket? Okay, well, um, so I, 10 years ago, I moved to North Carolina to the Durham-Raleigh area. Um, I live in North Raleigh. And um, then, so I, I work in IT, and I work with a lot of guys from, from, from the subcontinent, the uh, Indian subcontinent. Uh-huh. So, you know, just by working closely with them, talking about the sports that we like, a lot of them... A lot, of, a lot of my friends, they haven't been here very long, and they're, they haven't been here in the USA very long, and they're discovering American sports. So we would talk about American sports, and you know, they, then I would ask about cricket. And I had heard about cricket a little bit before. You know, I didn't know a ton about it. I just kind of always – I don't know why I just embraced all of the stereotypes that, that we have about cricket, which is it's sure. just – you know, it's really stuffy and it's really boring, whatever. Mm-hmm. But – you know, then when you find out, I've kind of got a philosophy that if you can make a million dollars playing a sport, it's then it means it's really hard, right? Right. So, so and it means you know obviously there's a lot of people watching it. So otherwise, mm-hmm. everyone would just be like, well, I'm just going to do that sport and make a million dollars. You know that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. So, I just thought, okay, well there's got to be some real skill involved. So I got to asking questions about it, and then this was at the 2015 world cup uh this was during that that's how i started to get um interested and uh so basically i i before i even watched a single game i was staying up in the middle of the night following the scores uh just looking at looking at the ball by ball scores trying to figure the game out and um you know asking friends about it the next day and it was great you know it was really it's fun to immerse yourself in something i i always like to find a new new thing to, to, to plug into. So, uh-huh. so yeah, that's kind of how I got involved. And then I decided I wanted to play it when I read about, so I, I started seeing all these really cool coincidences. Like I'm in North Carolina. They were at the time building this, uh, brand new church street park there. Mm-hmm. And I read, happened to read about that. And I went and looked at it and I was like, this is amazing. This is going to be a beautiful ground. This is so then I was like, well, I got to play. I want to play. I want to play cricket on that ground. <laughs> okay. So, so that's kind of how I decided I wanted to play. And of course, that was a great way to learn even more about it. So, um, but, but honestly, at the time I thought this, this sport's so cool. My, my kind of first thought was it's great that, you know, how you and I are baseball fans. Right. And I'm sure you feel the same way I do that we're kind of in a scary time for baseball. With, yeah. especially right now with all the minor league teams going away. But um, it's they're changing the rules a lot. It's not really the same. And one thing I loved about cricket from the start was that there's three formats. And uh-huh. you know, there's, there's actually infinite formats, but there's three primary formats. So you just choose your flavor. 
you know? Right. Exactly. So that's kind of that's kind of how I got got involved, and then I I contacted a local team, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Raleigh Royals, and they were gracious enough to let me come out and having never played the sport before, come out and uh-huh. play and learn for learn from them and learn with them, and I had a great time. And there and you know so, and then it's it gets to a point where you play a little on that team, and then you're like, well, I want to get a few more chances, so you go to another team, things like that. Uh huh. Oh, great. So you played uh, Little League, and how far did you get in baseball? I played in college at University oh, okay. of Maryland Eastern Shore. Oh, wow. Okay. And we are Division One, but we're like the lower rung of Division One, uh-huh. uh, especially when I was there. Um, it, you know, it's Division One baseball is humongous, as you know. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's enormous. And so, you, you know, a good Division Three team could – could beat a bad division one team uh mm-hmm. you know sure but uh so the divisions only matter up to a certain point but what was cool was i mean i had a partial scholarship it helped me get through college oh, um, nice i only played for two years because i found it to be overwhelming on my time uh and i wanted to you know get good grades and things like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i also wanted to you know have fun <laughs> yeah so, exactly so i played for a couple of years and you know it wasn't you know, I, I mean, I'm glad I did it. It was a great experience, but it wasn't as, as much fun as I kind of wanted it to be. Because, you know, you're playing 50 plus games in a really short amount of time. And it really puts a lot of it put a lot of pressure on me that I just didn't you know, as far as my time went. And, and I, I felt I, I knew I was I knew I wasn't putting myself into it as much as I could. So who were some of the teams in your conference? Bethune Cookman in Florida. OK, uh, they're regularly in the in the tournament to some degree. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, well, you know, they they win the MEAC. Or at the time, they won the MEAC an awful lot. Okay. Uh, which was our conference, the uh, Mid East Athletic Conference, and um, so it's a conference full of historically black colleges. Oh, okay. And um, so we had Howard at the time. They don't have a baseball team anymore. That's one of the sad things to me is how many hbcus have dropped baseball in the last 20 years and just nobody's done anything about it they're just it's it's really sad and so that that's one thing that you know a lot of people talk about lack of african americans in pro baseball Mm -hmm. but yeah people don't talk about the fact that they're they're just kind of letting you know no everyone's standing by while these schools are having to cut the baseball programs so Mm -hmm. you know that's that's got it's that's a symptom of a big problem obviously yeah. it's another symptom so i'd lo- I, I liked i thought we had a great con- my first game was so, it was so cool we played at in greensboro against north carolina ant oh okay and they the cool thing about it was they played at this they played at this stadium that was built right after world war 1 <laughs> okay it was called world war memorial stadium in greensboro okay so it, the neat thing was going in there, walking around the con- concourse, and they had artwork of every, of all the superstars that had ever played there. So, okay. you know, you had Mickey Mantle up on the wall. <laughs> you know, it was wow. It was incredible. And, and uh, my first at bat, because I got to play in the first game, I was thrilled. My first at bat, I hit um, somebody threw a ball way too fast for me, <laughs> <laughs> and I hit. Uh, a foul ball down the first baseline that took a chunk, like a t- it took a chunk of rock out of the out of the painted wall. 
and I just thought, like immediately, I thought, I just took a chunk of wall. I just took, <laughs> took a chunk out of this wall that's been here for, yeah. you know, 90 years. Chunk of <laughs> history. <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like actually 80, 83 years or so at the time. Yes, it was. Yeah, I couldn't, I, you know. It was. It's not a. It's not something you want to occupy your brain with when you're trying to hit somebody. No, yeah. Too fast. <laughs> Distracting. <laughs> oh yeah, my my college baseball career. I didn't make it in. I didn't make it on the team. I tried out in sophomore year for Clarkson University. Oh, cool. Which is way up north. They play hockey. They're they're a hockey school. They're a Division One hockey school. Yeah, that's right. They are. And Division Three, everything else. And so my, my coach was Jack Phillips, who was a former Yankee. He played he played on the Yankees with Joe DiMaggio. Oh wow! Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. So he was only on the team for like two years, but um, yeah. I mean, he has there are pictures. Uh, I, I went on. I uh, sponsored his baseball reference page <laughs> for, oh, really? for a couple That's, of years because he uh, passed uh, away, you know, like ten years ago. So yeah, I went on. I went on and I sponsored his baseball reference page just for the heck of it. But, yeah, it was fun meeting him. He was crazy. He was. <laughs> He was a strange dude, but yeah, it was, uh, that was my baseball career. I got cut and then I never went, never bothered to do anything else. Did you play any other sports in high school, college? Yeah, I played football in high school Okay, and I loved it. I actually, I actually, that was, that was my favorite was playing football in high school. It was, I, it, it was just, it was so much fun. You know, you, you get close with your teammates and everything sure. and it's, uh, it's, it, it's a great it's a great sport it's a shame it's so it's so dangerous but uh, yes. and then <laughs> and then after after college when i was on my own uh-huh. and i finally like started to have a career uh-huh. I, I i decided to start playing ice hockey cuz i always wanted to play ice hockey oh man so i've take i've played that since you know uh, i guess what about 15 years now or so wow so um yeah and it, that was a obviously big learning curve but i got to learn from some really cool players i and then i lived across the street from an ice rink for a couple of years so i i worked there in the night i would go there and score keep and Mm -hmm. i told the guy who ran the rink i was like don't pay me just let me just let me skate so Uh you know it was so much fun just uh delving into that world and um we had peter bondra lived like not far from that rink and oh, wow. his, his son would be there a lot and uh so peter bonder would would you'd we'd see him skating around or talking and <laughs> the, the, the thing that always amazed me that always uh shocked me about him was how he's not a big guy but he's uh-huh. incredibly fit and his hands were so you shake his hands and you felt like he, I mean, it was ridiculous <laughs> how strong his yeah. hands were yeah i know these pro athletes are unbelievable they all have ridiculously strong hands. You know, most yeah. most of those guys. It seems to be a common uh, uh common thing. Thousands and thousands of hours of playing. Yeah. So yeah. what was the ice time? What was the ice time situation like? Did you have to play it like ten at night and eleven at night? Well, yeah, that's what we would do. Is is you know, um, so they had pickup slots at like weird times. Uh-huh. So and they they do this at most rinks. So there's a lot of rinks where like. Friday morning at 6 a.m. or something, yeah, yeah. you know. So I didn't do too many 6 a.m. ones. Anybody who knows me knows that's not happening. <laughs> but um, I did a lot of the late night ones. And um, so, you know, and then I had a team there, and we had – we played – it was great because 
U, the local UMBC had a has a has a club hockey team that's actually really good in club hockey. Uh-huh. And uh, so they they always had a team in our league in the summertime. And uh, so I put together a really good team, and we would play them. It was just so cool because we'd always get to the finals against it, and it would be a best of three. We did a best of three series uh-huh. there, and it was just like so so much fun. It was. It was ridiculous how much fun that was. So I, I'm, I miss that a little bit. But I mean, I've played here since I moved here. But you know, it's just, it's just fun. It's not like uh-huh. every once in a while you get some goofball who wants to show that he's a tough guy or something. But it's yeah. so, it's so ridiculous because it's just exercise and fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. I never could play hockey. I tried a couple times. Just couldn't skate. I have weak ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't get any speed going. I would, I could barely stand up. And then, you know, once I'd start going, I, I really couldn't move very fast. And I was just like standing around the blue, line, the, between the blue, the two blue lines <laughs> because I couldn't. You couldn't might go. not have had, you might not have had skates that fit you, you know? Yeah, I guess probably what it was. I just didn't have the right skates. And I, you know, we used to play on, we used to play pond hockey when I was a kid up in upstate New York. And, right. And, oh, right. Yeah. And I, I could, you know, sort of play that, but I, you know, that's the most fun. Yeah. And then I moved to Texas and there was a, there actually was a rink here in Houston. It closed right. about 10 years ago. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it was down here where I live in the uh, Bay area. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, we, we got, we had a broom ball game there one time. I set it up. I put a, I put a broom ball game together for my coworkers. They had no idea what I, what I, what I was talking about <laughs> until I, I showed up with all these broom ball sticks. <laughs> That's like, a oh, oh, okay. It's kind of like hockey, except you play with a ball. Right. Okay, I get it. And you got you get to wear your shoes. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's it's a fun game. It's, an, it's yeah. A, it's Room a, ball is awesome. Yeah, it really is a lot of fun. We we when, played that in college too. I I did an internship in, in uh, New York uh, in in Manhattan. Okay. For, for like half a summer or so, and um, I stayed at this place called the International House, and there were people from all over the the world there. And I remember playing um, floor hockey with these Swedish guys every week, and it was it was just so cool because they you know it, it we were using like basically like a wiffle ball, mm-hmm. you know, and the amount of crazy tricks that you can do with that light ball. Yeah, and you can get it to you can spin it in a way that it actually like kind of comes back to you. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I couldn't believe that those guys were ridiculous. Oh yeah, the Swedes love their hockey, man. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're uh, any kind of hockey. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so we got twenty. We got twenty minutes in here, so um, I'm gonna we're gonna have to move on to the next segment. Sorry about that. Sure, <laughs> didn't, no, didn't mean no. to cut you off. So uh, our second segment is about discussing current events, and Nate and I were in a WBBL fantasy league. Apparently, Nate wasn't paying much attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was paying a lot more attention to it. Until I got burned at the end, I'll tell. I'll talk about that. But so, just in general, what uh, what was some of the things you uh, were impressed about with uh, the WBBL this year? Well, um, well, one thing, one of my impressions was I'm not very good at picking a team. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I I, I, st- I watched some of the games. Um, I thought they were really exciting. I thought the um, there were a couple games where I thought. You know, I thought, okay, this game's out of reach, and then somebody would just catch on fire, and I, I, I wasn't, I, I guess I, I, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that type of a scoring rate, but um, you know, because everyone's always talking, oh, should they move the boundaries back or not? Yeah. Um, but uh, man, I, it was really, it was really cool to see. Uh, 
I think um I think the what was it the then there was the women's IPL going on kind of oh yeah yeah they had those time. they had the, the three three team yeah, round robin three, yeah it was just three games yep and uh, that that was a shame that they kind of overlapped because you know yeah. I feel like they could have uh, they could have stretched that that whole thing out given them more more attention but you know I, I mean it's it's exciting that the the WBBL is definitely a great league I feel I I was talking to someone um, recently I think it was. Uh, Tim Cutler uh, uh-huh. from Emerging Cricket about that they should do like every, each hemisphere should have like one weekend every you know every summer for that hemisphere mm-hmm. and where it's like no men's games are played it's just women's games yeah and then just do like I don't know if you would do franchise that weekend or just you know like a little mini tournament or if you would just have every women's national team play their rival or something like that but just do a whole like 24 hours you know actually another guy uh, was talking about that dude like 24 hours of women's cricket mm-hmm. i was like that'd be great to do it across a whole weekend and uh you know i think that would just really highlight give them give them the spotlight for a while because you know i mean it, we and we've seen some of these charity games where men and women play together yeah and i think that's i think that's great for the sport how how many other sports do you see where like pros High-level pros play play. Um, I think they've probably done it in basketball a couple of times. Yeah, but like it's 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 pretty it's fairly common with cricket. I think that's a really cool cool thing. So so yeah, I think it's it's a great it's a great league, the, the WBBL, and um, you know I I wish I had watched more of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I liked about it was uh, it was in prime time for a lot of the games. I mean. Probably fifty yeah. percent of the games were in our prime time, so yeah, I was, was able, cool. yeah, I was able to watch quite a few of them. Um, you know, I'd I'd watch like the early game, and then they'd have all the late games, which you couldn't watch because they were on too late. But it seemed like all the good all the good games were on late. But um, yeah, I had I had I think I watched I think I watched I was able to watch about three of them. I had it on a couple of times, yeah, like on my iPad while I was working on something else. Yeah, but uh, yeah. It, Definitely, uh, the quality is great. And then, and then back to the women's Indian Premier League. The uh, yeah, I forgot what they called that. But uh, you saw, you saw uh, Thailand's uh, not not a can. Uh, yeah, Tindon. yeah. You yeah. saw she she she's an opener in international yeah. cricket. She scored fifty plus against Pakistan. Right. And, and you know, in that game where they probably would have beat Pakistan if it hadn't rained out in the World Cup. Right. Right. And she, you know, her her. Uh, IPL team doesn't play her, doesn't bat her. She got one, one chance to bat, like last ball got run out or something, you know, right yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. And uh, it was, I don't think it was last ball, but it was right there at the end. But she made a big imprint in that final, in the field, right. you know, in, in the semifinal, in, in the final, I think it was the final. She made that ridiculous catch at the bound, or not catch. She made that great stop at the bound, yeah. like somersaulting. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, then she also made it. She also made that diving catch it in the covers, and and uh, people didn't talk about that as much. But that was a great grab too. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, uh, she she was phenomenal. So she found a way. She found a way to make herself uh, a part of the game and impactful. And it's a shame that they uh, that they didn't bat her more because you know she's a really good talent. So I, I'd like to see a women's um, associate cricket league. Where, where it's just associate players from around the country, from around the world, sorry, 
Yeah. So all, all the best associate players in the league and then use that for the other bigger leagues to scout from. I'd like to see that in men's too, but women's, uh, I think that would be an even bigger boost for, for the women, like the, like the fair play um, that they do. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had a couple uh, American players in the, in the um, fair play that was held at the Bradman Oval in February. So okay. that sort of thing would be amazing, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, associates don't get enough chance to play just generally. <laughs> I right. mean, it's been this this COVID year has been horrible for the associates. I mean, just nothing going on. I mean, I haven't heard anything. Right. Exactly. It's it's a shame. And, and uh, it seems like every time, you know, it seems like those are canceled really easily. And somehow they find a way to get the big the big things in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Well, some other things I was noticing about the WBBL. I mean, I didn't even realize this, but apparently and i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing channel seven had the rights and instead of showing the final on the um regular channel seven so it would be equivalent for us it'd be like a network uh-huh. instead of showing the final on the network they moved it off to the pay-per-view channel and they showed frozen on the <laughs> main channel are you kidding no i'm not oh. kidding so it's like, I wonder, I mean, you know, that's kind of a good thing for women's cricket that they think that people will pay to watch it. But right. then, you know, if they're, if they're going to have the rights to it, why don't they broadcast it on the main channel so that more people can actually watch it? Right. But, you and, know. It's, and instead, let's, let's just put the, the little girls are going to watch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They, put, so they counter-programmed women's cricket with Frozen, which, you know, doesn't make any sense. That's terrible. <laughs> I guess there's girls that want to watch sports and girls that don't want to watch sports. <laughs> that's like the Heidi game on steroids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, and, and as far as the play, I mean, um, yeah, I saw quite a few games. I, I kept seeing the Melbourne Renegades who were terrible. They, they were on like every day that I watched. <laughs> they right. just couldn't get anything going. They did beat the Stars at one time, which was amazing. And then, yeah. But I never hardly got to see the Stars at all until the final. Right. I won't tell you about the final because you haven't watched it yet. Um, right. Did you see the semifinals at all? I saw some clips, um, but no, I didn't really watch them. Yeah, the semifinals were, were pretty good. Um, you know, the uh, uh, Sydney Thunder were like way down and they came back to win. And then uh, what uh, the Stars just kind of dominated, I think. They were they were ahead most of that game. But Oh, uh, well, that was the game with the, with the big – there was like a huge – tide turn in that game right like um oh maybe i'm thinking of something else i thought there was one one of those games where it was like one team was just killing them and then suddenly just collapsed there's been so many games the last few days everything's running together in my head <laughs> i know me too yeah me too like the yeah the windy's game the other night where it looked like they were gonna score 300 runs yeah and then, <laughs> on that small ground and then uh uh ferguson my goodness came in that one over took three wickets crazy yeah sorry about that yeah i didn't see any of that game i i it was too i was too late for me i wasn't gonna stop but i'm gonna watch the one tonight it starts at seven so i'll watch that i'll watch that whole game i'll probably stay up until it's over that'll be a good one and then i was watching um little lpl this morning (laughs) and then at last so what did i watch last night i was watching um i don't know (laughs) i watched the final this morning and then I watched the LPL game today. I mean, there's just so many things going on right now. It's crazy. It is. And it's a shame. And like we were saying before, it's it's a shame that the 
the women's uh, games don't get more of a spotlight and a little bit more space around them. So, yeah. So that people will be will focus on them. You know, it's uh, like you said. It, we, I mean, we went from like no sports at all to like everything's happening all at the same time. Yeah. And it's it's been it's been really tough to keep up with everything. Okay, so let's, let's talk a little bit about this announcement from USA Cricket. So that's the next thing I wanted to get into. Um, I want everybody to listen to Emerging Cricket, who hasn't listened to it already. Uh, the Deep Point, it was, is it a separate podcast or an episode of the Emerging Cricket? I couldn't figure that it's, out. <laughs> yeah, they've only done two of them. This is the, okay. first, one, this is the first one that wasn't only for Patreon uh, okay. subscribers. I see. Um, so it's, it's basically just occasionally – so they, they record the podcast on a Tuesday, uh-huh. and then it comes out on a Friday. So okay. something happens in between there that they don't get a chance to really talk about. And it's a bit, and it's kind of, you know, an eventful thing. Then they do mm-hmm. like a deep point about it. So that they okay. talk about it. Go, or, or, or if they want to talk more about something. So it's, kind I got of, you. it's pretty open-ended. It's just like a bonus. Okay. So it's the bonus podcast. So it's called deep point and they, Nate, and who is your uh, presenter on that? Nick. Nick. Uh, Nate and Nick talk about the USA cricket and they go into extreme detail and it's really good. And if you're interested, you should really listen to that. Um, just quickly, I was just going to make a few, uh, observations, I guess, or you can, you can make some more observations if you, anything else came up or you want anything else you want to talk about. But, um, uh, I guess, you know, I'm very, very skeptical. <laughs> and I've, I've said that publicly. <laughs> what, what I see is that the skill set for ACE does not seem to match uh, the skill set required to turn that into a cricket facility within what 14 months or something. Yeah, um, that that's going to be tough. It's um, I, I mean, I think it's impressive that they're putting their money where where their mouth is. I think that yeah, that's a, a good thing. Um, be, and, and I mean, a lot of people talk. Well, what's the difference between this and Florida and every other place they've ever right. gone? Well, this is the first time that they're that they're going to have that they're on the hook. You know. Yeah, it's, a, it's the first time it's not just public money going into something. It's, it's like this is, you know, they they've got a con. They got to they pretty much have to have to commit to it. So, you know, and them committing to a place is 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 to me a big move. But, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I, I, I definitely think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I wonder um, uh, how involved uh, Marathe is, because, I mean, he, he was involved in building the um, Levi Stadium. Right. Right. And. uh you know they've got the what is that big firm called again? I can't I can't remember my own article. HKS. HKS. That's it. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I was thinking about the one with the, did the Orioles for a second, but uh, yeah. HOK. Okay. Yeah. They were they were H. Is H-O-K. that the same? Is that the same group with a different name or? It's it's different group. Uh, okay. but yeah, I, I was thinking I was gonna say HOK HKS. Yeah. So yeah, you know they did the they did the Cowboys. Sorry. And, right. Um, right. That big stadium where the where the 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 display the monitor or whatever yeah costs more than most other stadiums <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we're getting one of those for cricket yeah i don't think so that would be funny though but mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm curious to see what they're gonna do i mean obviously i i love venues so uh-huh. like i i love church, church street park and it's really what it's kind of one of the things that that fueled my passion for cricket in the first uh-huh. place so i always like to imagine the, the possibilities you know like oh wow what are they going to do could they build you know a big could, they could build hill, hills around you know two two of the four 
sides of this thing, if they want to yep. keep it square, can be just big hills. And then you, you have so much potential with, with big grassy hills. Plus, they look so much better on TV than giant empty stands. Right. Like, we've watched plenty of cricket, but like when you watch cricket in like, I don't know, uh, when you watch a cricket match and nobody's nobody's in attendance, and mm-hmm. it's in a, those stadiums, they might only hold twenty thousand, but they look like they hold a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how that's big right. they are, and it looks terrible <laughs> when, they, yeah, it does. when they're empty. So yeah, that's a, I, I don't know if it's gonna work. I think it's. I think it's a. Uh, they got to. They have to connect to the community. Yep. And you, I mean, you, 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 you being a baseball fan, know that that's that's critical. And and one of my biggest one of my biggest hangups is when you look at the names of the minor league teams, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like part of minor league baseball's connection to, to the community is naming the team, something that's kind of near right. and dear to the community, even if it's silly. Right. There are so many, everybody makes fun of the minor league baseball team names, uh, but there's so many silly ones, you know, or right. silly to people that are outside of the area. But, you know, it's a, uh, some of them are kind of tongue in cheek, you know, to the, mm-hmm. to the, to the people there or the, or they're, you know, they represent the community. Right. So, you know, you got the crawdads and you got the tourists and you got, uh, yeah. you know, all these names. So, but you look at minor league crickets and, and I don't really see how a lot of these team names connect to the community at all. They don't really, they, it's, it's like, there isn't, it's like, it's, it's outside of the plan. It's not part of the plan. It needs to be part of the plan. You can't, you can't take. Yeah, my biggest thing is this: it's, it's just the branding of it is isn't it hasn't been thought out, and that just to me signals that they're going to struggle connecting to communities. Right. You know, it, it, I, 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 I'm afraid of that. I, I, you know, I'd like to see them succeed, but uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I guess you could argue. Well, what communities are you trying to connect to? Because the uh, I mean, Atlanta named their t- their team the Paramveers, right? And that's like the, you know, that's like a Medal of Honor or something to that mm-hmm. extent in right. the, in the in India's military. And so, yeah, you're trying to connect to to the Indian community there. So, but that's also not, you know, you're not trying to connect to all of South Asia. You're trying to connect to the Indian community, right? So, right. so like I I feel like you have to when you market these things, it's better to be inclusive and it's better to be, you know, have it relevant to the, to the area itself. And that's how you get people to understand that the team, people want to feel like the team is theirs, you know, Oh, that's my team, you know, right. Like mm-hmm. the Durham Bulls do a great job of it. You know, uh, uh, a lot of teams do a very good job of it in minor league baseball. And it's, if you don't, you're going to fail. So, yep. You know that's my big concern, but yeah, what do you think? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, you know, I mean, we've got one stadium, so that's that's one. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They got five more five more teams they have to get stadiums for in the next, you know, fourteen right. months, and they haven't really. I mean, Atlanta has some kind of a park that they played in. I didn't see any of their games. I don't know if you oh, do. It's so it's 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 very small, and you know they got mm-hmm. their mat their mat wicket. Um, they're uh, it's a very small ground where they in minor league cricket. You know, just massive scores there. You can miss hit sixes all the time. <laughs> and then uh, the Bay Area, they've got the um, academy that I know they're probably going to use, right? Yeah, so I, I would get. I would. I would hope so. Yeah. 
So who else is uh, there's That's the three of the teams that I think can think off the top of my head. There's one in Chicago, right? Well, I think because the way that they've they've said it is that it's going to be Atlanta, Florida, uh, California, Texas, New York, New York, Chicago, right? Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I I mean I like you said, 14, 15, 16 months from now, even eighteen months from now, I think I think we're I think it's tough to say that that you're going to be able to build venues for for major league cricket in that amount of time. You're going to have to go with what you already have. And we so to me, I think eventually, this is of course my opinion, but I think they're going to have to say, okay, Plan B, going to go where this we're we're going to have to set up for the first couple of years where the venues already are. Right. And in that case, you know, you're going to have the Dallas one. Ho- hopefully, that'll be finished. And where else are you going to have venues? You're going to have them in Florida and you're going to have Church Street Park, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that we're going to see those come into play um, just out of necessity. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what they'll do with the other ones. I mean, you because you, you can't go around to every new community and say, this is going to be USA's home base. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think most American communities will probably be a little bit more open to Oh, USA cricket than they will be to major league cricket. Well, maybe yeah. not. I could be wrong. Well, it's, just, it's basically one and the same. It's kind of like the way the the MLS is run. It's one big right. yeah, yeah, umbrella true. organization. Yeah. Um the other thing that I was looking at was um uh the 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 streaming was so bad. And like yeah, you said on the emerging cricket how you were laughing at those guys swearing at each other for Did you hear that? Too? Yes, you... I heard that. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. And I, I think I think of, like, I have ESPN Plus because I want to watch New Zealand cricket. And yeah. I'm also a Clarkson fan, right? So um, being, being I went to school there. And I'll go on there just, you know, random Tuesday night. And there's nothing else going on. I'll, I'll just scroll down through the, uh, the sports on ESPN Plus. And there will be Division Three whatever going on, basketball, whatever, whatever it right. is, I'll, I'll look at it. You turn it on there. The camera angles are, you know, just like you're used to at a, at a typical division one college, or maybe even an NBA game, maybe not so much an NBA game, but the camera angles are all there. The ones that you expect, right. um, the announcers, some of these guys are young, but they sound professional. They sound yeah, like yeah. they know what they're doing, that they've been trained. They have, you know, they have the stats ready. They have, you know, all this stuff. And then you look at eight, what Ace did for the minor league. And it's like the gulf is unbelievably large <laughs> between those two things. It and is. Yeah. You're thinking, you know, no one's going to take this thing seriously unless you've got people who are professionally trained. You've got real cameras that, you know, are connected through a satellite link up right. of some sort. You're, that's, I mean, I just don't see how they're going to get that even with major league in 2022. Are they, are they even trying? Nobody seems to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think so. And that's another thing It's Willow's involvement in this. You would, you would expect better. Yeah. And, um, so I, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the argument from their point of view is, Hey, it was just an exhibition season and, right. um, you know, yeah. Okay. So, that's true, but it's also a little bit of a cop out. Yeah, but, I know. But yeah, it's it it was frustrating um, when some of the games, some of the best games, weren't even on, weren't even streamed. 
And, right. and, uh, and also, like you said, there didn't seem to be much standard. I think they're going to definitely standardize it. They're definitely going to have, a, you know, I guess a style guide for that type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I think this was kind of just, Hey, let's see how good things can go with, you know, I'd like, I'd like to say on their own, but I know that they did tell, they did tell them where to put the cameras and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, we know kind of what the low, low end is. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that was frustrating to me and I hate, I hate this so much was watching the New York ones where they were doing the play by play through a PA like, yeah. And, oh gosh, I mean, you're trying to, are you trying to scare away all the neighbors? Like, <laughs> like, do, do you want people to start watching cricket or do you want them to like run away? So, but, exactly. but, but not just that, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it seems amateurish. And honestly, the, in the, in the play by play, the commentary wasn't bad. It was just blared out over PAs across right, the field. Right. I mean, who, right. I don't want to play cricket while someone's, no, you know, <laughs> Very talking distracting. About, talking about me all the time. I don't. I can't imagine these other guys want to hear that. So no, no. So it's it's like uh, yeah, that one was. I really and, and like I said, the commentary wasn't bad quality. It's just it was just blurt because I I think if they had controlled the sound better and they had done a real broadcast, I think they're going to have something pretty pretty solid there. But yeah, and and then also another one was kind of like let's let everybody have a chance with the microphone in some places. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, they need to they need to get get you know kind of knock that off. But, well, I uh, mean, there there have got to be professional announcers. There uh, are some. There are yeah. There, there's there are definitely uh, there are definitely uh, a few. I think some of the regions are going to be in better shape than others because they have people locally you can do it. Yeah. So um, you know, my buddy Amin Patel, he's only seventeen. He when I did my YouTube videos, I. I got him to do the commentary <laughs> because I don't want to, because I know I probably wouldn't be too good at it. So, oh, okay. but he, uh, he was great. And I thought, man, he's, he's going to be the future here. Cause he, he knows cricket very well. Uh-huh. He's American. He has an yeah. American accent. He's very yeah. easy to understand. He's a uh-huh. good analyst. He's a presenter, a commentator and an analyst all in one. So yeah, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of young guys around that could, would be just, you know, are just itching for an opportunity and I hope they give it to them. I hope they give it to them. I think that, I think they will. I I mean, it's just out of, out of a, out of necessity. And and because I think there's, there's, you know, they gotta be smart enough to do that, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's move on to, uh, yeah. So let's talk about, uh, just the summer of cricket that we just experienced with COVID and all that stuff. Um, what was some of the highlights for you this summer? I know it's, it's uh, it, it was a blur kind of there. There was a lot of stuff going on, but like, what stood out to you? Um, you know, once they started playing again, what what do you remember? Well, I I think like the first part of when this all started, it was kind of every you know you're in this kind of almost you're just shocked and yeah. you don't really care about anything. Now, right. I don't know about you, but I wasn't itching for sports for probably a month. And yeah, that's, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I just, you know, everything else was way more important. And uh, then after that, I started watching the baseball in China in the mornings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when cricket came back, I thought it was great. But I also thought it was kind of like, why are they doing it in the UK? 
where at the time it was like not a great spot now for, for covid and i thought what are they making west indies go to go to england for? <laughs> i would think that they would do something maybe the opposite you know yeah nope. so but um you know obviously those were some great there were some great games there and great moments so it was yep. good to have it but yeah. i kind of I kind of just immersed myself in, you know, I, I was listening to, to some podcasts and things like that. And uh-huh. uh, then I started, I started writing with uh, emerging cricket and contributing right, with them, right. doing, doing graphics and writing with them. And that was like, it was great because as that started, as I started doing that with them, all the cricket started happening. Mm-hmm. So, and boom, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a, uh, it certainly keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah i bet but it's it's great you know it's it's a, it's a blast yeah for me um you know this was the summer that i started following somerset really seriously because uh that was one of the few things that was actually on that you could watch was um the the blast and the, the bob willis trophy I, I i made all those playlists and they're still up on youtube by the way people if you uh want to watch <laughs> Yeah, I want to watch all the Bob Willis Trophy games going back from great. like almost to the beginning. <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, and you know, boy, ECB makes it really hard to hunt those down. <laughs> they do. It's it's really baffling how how. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for you, <laughs> there was no other consolidated way to to see it all. You know. No, and then those those knuckleheads from Worcestershire, they would make you. They wanted you to pay ninety nine dollars to watch their YouTube videos. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and then I sent them an email, and they were like, "Yeah, it's a it's a great bargain." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I don't live in England. <laughs> you want me to pay ninety nine dollars to watch YouTube videos?" <laughs> it's that's terrible, and, yeah. and I don't know about you, but I was so kind of relieved when I saw that ESPN Plus is is going to have oh. cricket. Yeah, that is going to be, you know, at least an alternative to Willow, <laughs> although it means you have to pay more money. But yeah, it's but but fifty bucks. I I it was fifty bucks for the year. For, and, yeah, and, right. and you get other sports too. I thought that was that was. Yeah, I, I do watch Clarkson on there, and I watch a bunch of other stuff. So it was not too bad. So yeah, I was happy to see that too. Also, and then uh, see so uh, some other highlights for me. You know, watching Somerset. I remember. Oh man, the 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 last. I mean, this reminds me of my WBBL. We didn't even talk about my WBBL failures on on the fantasy oh. team, but yeah. But uh, this reminds me, Somerset. They were they had to they had to win or uh, get a loss from um, who was it? Uh, I had it pulled up on my on my computer here. Let me see. They had to either win the game or uh, they had to get a, a win from uh, Birmingham mm. to to get into the semis. Or the quarters. I'm sorry. There's there's eight teams that make the quarters in the blast, and so they had to either win their game, or 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 uh, Birmingham had to win. So Birmingham bats first. They get 191, which is pretty good for a blast game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. To, to go out there and get 191 in a blast game, very good. And then you know uh, Somerset uh, played in that game, and I they they had like 157 on their first innings. So I thought it was a little bit low, you know, a little bit maybe par, maybe blah, 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 par. So anyway, they're, I'm driving home from Mississippi listening to this. <laughs> it's the only way. And, and I got it on, uh, I have it on YouTube, but I'm, I'm driving while, while not watching. I'm trying not to watch it. <laughs> so it's in my car. And then um, 
Uh, so I'm listening to it, and then you know, uh, uh, Gloucestershire gets off to a bad start, and I think, oh yeah, this is they got it. It's in the bag, no problem. And then Gloucestershire comes back, and you know, again, the score was kind of below par, so I, I knew it was going to be close. And then uh, they had a, a good, really good finish at the end. They, they were they were like seven wickets down or something. Gloucestershire was when they when they won the game, right? And Gloucestershire was already in. They didn't even oh. have to play for anything. They they were already in the quarters. They didn't even have to play for this. So, but they won, and I was like, oh that crap! Well, as long as uh, you know Birmingham one ninety one, and then Northamshire, Northamptonshire was five for fifty three on the chase. Oh my! Five for fifty three chasing one ninety one. I go okay, yeah, that's that done. game's over. And even even the commentator that was doing the Gloucestershire um, Somerset game was like, yeah, that one's over. <laughs> right. Time to and get then, the whiskey. And then, and then, and then, and then I, and then after the Somerset game's over, they announced the final score. Northamptonshire wins it with seven balls remaining. Oh. <laughs> they, they they scored 140 something runs after being five for 53. It was like unbelievable. They came out of just nowhere to win that game. Oh, and uh, I mean, there, there was a guy, uh, what was his name, uh, Hose for Birmingham at 119 in that game. Adam Hose. Oh, man. So Adam Hose at 119, and they still lost. <laughs> 119 for 64. I mean, it was just unreal. I couldn't, and then, you know, so then Somerset's out, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. I can't even watch the quarterfinals now because Somerset's out. <laughs> and that was a nice, <laughs> fun drive home. Oh, that, let's get back to my WBBL final. I had all sure. 11. I, I, I was pretty religious about, you know, making trades, and I actually finished top of the table, 11 and 3. <laughs> or whatever it was. And so I'm playing against Sally who lives in, I think Adelaide or Sydney, one of the other, one of the places. Uh-huh. And she didn't even bother to make any trades for the semifinals. <laughs> she just went in there with six players. She I think she did get a, uh, she did get one or two emergency players in there. I, I'm not she, sure. She was using my strategy of setting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was using your strategy. And so then I have 11 players including Lanning. I got Sammy Joe Johnson. I got uh, everybody, but you know, the, the ones that actually played well, <laughs> everybody that I had, had a, had a pretty poor semifinal, but she had Nat Siver as her captain, 200 and something points right there. And then she had Alana King, who I'd never even heard of. <laughs> and Alana King had like three wickets. And so she had like a hundred and something points. So that was enough. She had two players that were enough to beat all my 11. <laughs> it's just unreal. Well, I'm glad my like, strategy worked out for somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to be kidding me. I, I, <laughs> every, every time I play, I've, I've been playing fantasy sports since like 1987. <laughs> and I never win. <laughs> I, never, uh, I, never I, I, I was doing, I've been doing fantasy. Well, I, I don't do it anymore, but I did fantasy football for the longest time. My strength was always in the draft. Uh-huh. And then I was always too timid to make trades or things yeah, like yeah. that. And there's, I wasn't never one of those waiver watcher guys who, who picks up, you know, the picks, picks everyone up, you know, sits there in front of his computer while they watch football and they pick up the guy they think is going to be big next week right away. Right. Right. But so I would always start off with a bang, like 10 and one or something. And then I would usually lose in the final. Cause I just, it was always my quarterback. I, yeah, it was, you know, and it, I think I lost something like five or six finals and won one in fantasy <laughs> football. So it, 
Yeah, and in baseball, I did a rotisserie one. Uh, yeah. It was, that league had been together since like 1980 or since my birth year. Okay. And, uh, I didn't join it, obviously, till the till like 2005, but I did that for a few years. Those guys, they had 25 years of experience on me, so they yeah. they, they just ate they they took my lunch money. Yeah, I play in a strat league. I don't know if you ever heard of Stratomatic baseball. It's a it's an old card and dice game from the 60s that they they made it into a kind of a crude computer game. Oh wow! I've been playing it since 1993 with the same league. <laughs> and I've never won the World Series. <laughs> I've made one World Series in that time, and I lost four games to three. Uh, uh, you like the Orioles. You like my, yeah, my, yeah. my Orioles. Yeah. So, yeah. that No, it was four games to two, I think it was. It was when I lost the World Series. But, yeah, that's the only time I ever made it. I drafted Mike Trout when he was – nobody had ever heard of him. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and I drafted him. I still have him. I haven't traded him. Probably should, I, but I get trade offers from this one dude every, like five times a year. Trade me uh, Trout. Trade me Trout. I could really use him. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you could. But what are you <laughs> going to get me in, 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 in return is the question. So for segment number three, we usually do something along the lines of um, what does this remind you of is the way I usually say it. So um, in this case, we're going to do a little bit of a different uh, direction. Uh, we're going to pick. Each one of us is going to pick a, a, a player from each one of the four sports plus one other uh, sport. So baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and then one other sport who we would have loved to have seen be a cricket player instead of whatever sport they were actually in. So I guess we'll start We'll start with you, Nate, since you're the guest. Uh, I guess we can go back and forth. So just pick your first sport and your first player. All right, so the first sport I'm going to pick is ice hockey. Okay. And I'm going to say Nick Lidstrom. Okay. As a cricketer because he, I don't know, I mean, very few people seem to control the flow of a game like uh, Lidstrom did. And his hand-eye coordination was incredible. Like, you know, I don't know how many times he'd be – facing up a guy coming they'd be a guy be trying to come in the zone and you know he just took everyone's space away so Mm -hmm. one thing everyone always does in hockey is the you know the dump in the in chase and Mm -hmm. or flip flick it behind the 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 defender and try to chase it down basically Uh so people would would do that he he you know he's left-handed so he's on he's on the left hand side of the ice and players would try to dump it past him and he would knock it right out of the air i mean he would do it a couple times a game and then okay. what you would have is a counter attack right there and so okay. to me i thought he had incredible hand-eye coordination and his ability to control the game and his headiness i think would translate so well to cricket where where you know you tend to be in the spotlight so much under pressure just like you would in baseball and i just mm-hmm. think i'd love to see you know how the ways he could take over a game okay so I'm, I'll do hockey then because you did hockey. And I, I'm not a hockey fan. I don't watch it that much. Uh, so I'll go with the obvious guy, which would be Gretzky. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with Orr. No, Orr or Gretzky. I mean, you know, that you couldn't you couldn't go wrong with either one of those no, two. No, you can't. You're right. Um, you know, Gretzky was you – know, what little hockey I ever watched was was uh, watching Gretzky. You know, he was just – He's incredible, yeah. Just incredible. I mean, just, you know, he just had such a feel for where everybody was on the ice – and, you know, I, I don't know how many – he had, like, ridiculous amounts of assists in addition to all the goals that he had, right? He had more assists than anybody else had points. 
So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just his, his field awareness was just unbelievable. So I think that would probably translate, I think, to cricket. I mean, if you're up there as a batter. Yo, he'd find the gaps. Yeah, yeah, he'd find all the gaps. I mean, he'd be able and he'd be able to have the, he'd have the skill to right. to pick them out and actually hit the ball <laughs> where no he was doubt. trying to hit it. Yeah, so I think you know I, that's an obvious one for me. But um, you know, I don't I don't not a huge hockey fan. I'm, I'm going to be the same way with basketball too. So <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> okay. So um, so basketball or whatever, whatever, whichever one you want to do next. Go ahead. Well, let's do let's do baseball. Okay. And I this was the hardest one for me uh-huh, to choose. Sure. Sure. Uh, so I narrowed it down to two guys, and for kind of the same reasons, uh, Ichiro or yeah. or Ozzy Smith. I'd love to see Ichiro or Ozzy Smith run between run between the wickets. Uh, I just I just love to see him run and field and throw, just their their athleticism. So I, I guess I'm gonna have to say Ozzy Smith just because yeah. uh, I want to see he had a cannon and he he got to yeah. everything. And yeah. I just I'd love to see him in the field and and I think I think he would be if he had grown up playing cricket he he probably would have been a better hitter a yeah. better batter than he than he ended up being I mean he wasn't a bad batter at all in baseball he just wasn't a power hitter and I think right. you can get you know he would have been more valuable maybe in cricket where you know you you don't have to be a six hitter you, right you know, like in baseball he was, how many years did he go hitting one or no home runs you know right right. So I think he would have been a, a phenomenal uh, uh, bat, batsman fielder. 50 over test guy. Yeah. 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 I think so. No doubt. Well, I, I, I was going to say Ichiro too. And, you know, I saw that video where he knocked the bats over. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh one? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love Just that insane. I mean, you it's, know, it's like, it's cool because it's the camera angle. You can see the ball tailing when he throws yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, the thing with Ichiro is he's an insane um, workout in terms of developing different skills. So he'll yeah. he'll work out. You know he has these special workouts that he does all by himself. Uh, you know he do them in Japan. You know during the off season, and he would just right. spend hours and hours and hours working on just various little things. And you know the way that he the hit the ball. You know with the he, I mean you could see him hitting cover drives all day long. I mean he'd be able right. to do that. You know forever. Yeah. And, you know, the unbelievable speed, be, you know, between the wickets. I mean, you know, of course, you'd have to get a guy that was batting with him that was <laughs> reasonably fast, too, because I mean, right. he'd blow everybody away. He uh, players. <laughs> and then he had power. He had he had enormous power when he wanted to. He sure did. People, you people could turn it on. It. So I yeah. think that would translate to all three formats real well. Right, right. I think, you know, he could he could, you know, play test cricket and do all the skills that he needed to do. And then when the T20 comes around, he just completely flip a switch and you know he had this the smarts to do that he knew when to turn it on um, yeah agreed. so i think uh he you know and he's just a smart player of of sports in general i think he he just do everything right so definitely definitely focus, itchero would be the guy i would say his focus cricket needs a guy who's going to wear sunglasses when he watches tv yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, he would have been a great character for the game. I mean, just imagine. So, um, okay, you can go. What's your next one? Football. Football, okay. I had like a whole bunch of quarterbacks in mind, but I chose Vince Wil- Wilfork. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Be like uh, what the guy for the West Indies. Who's that dude? Except, uh, yeah, yeah uh, Corn, Cornwall. Corn, Corn yeah. Rakim. Rock and Rakim, yeah. Right, but Vince Wilfork is like an incredible athlete too. Yeah, like, yeah, he is. 
and he could throw a football like 80 yards. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I would pick him just just for the just for the you know the fun of watching him him play. Okay, football for me. What did I what did I decide on football? Um, well, Dion would be, would have been fantastic because he was a baseball player too. Right, I thought about that too, and then yeah. my thought was have him play cricket and also baseball and football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of base, yeah, keep him out of football so you know he doesn't doesn't get himself hurt. So, oh, and Bo Jackson, man, that would have been something. Oh man, how did I not think of Bo Jackson? Yeah, uh, best yeah. athlete ever in in the USA. Yeah, Dion was probably more of a football player than than Bo. Bo got hurt, so yeah. Could, um, but Dion can't go wrong either way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's the last one for you? Would be basketball. I chose LeBron just because yeah, the, yeah. his size and his body control at that size and and his his proportions. You know he's he's just a phenomenal athlete, and yeah. I, I I think uh, he'd be one of those guys that just always ends up being in the middle of everything. Uh, just like in hockey, you know, I went with Gretzky. I'm going to go with Jordan in <laughs> basketball. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine the competitiveness that he would have? I mean, I don't I know that. Both, I think yeah. they'd both be like. Uh, I think I think LeBron would probably be like a. They'd both be all rounders. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think LeBron would probably be like the all-rounder that comes in, you know, four or five down and just smashes the ball, you know, and maybe Jordan could probably bat anywhere. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine, you know, a 6'9", whatever Jordan was? He was like 6'8", right? Six, he nine. was 6'6", six, six, I think. 6'6", six, six, yeah. yeah. He wasn't so that big for so basketball. You imagine, <laughs> can you imagine LeBron coming at you, steaming down as a fastballer? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want, want to be in the way of that. No way. <laughs> or or Vince Wolfork for that matter. Right. Uh, okay, so uh, that's that's the four major sports. So let's. Uh, so now this one is um, you know free form. I mean, it could be any other sport. So right. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, John McEnroe. John McEnroe. Yeah, you said John McEnroe. <laughs> you were, we were talking about that online. He'd be right. He'd have to, You'd have to uh, give up his match fee in the first session, probably. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd have to. It would be the best session ever. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> you cannot yeah, be I'm... serious. <laughs> I would want him, and I would want him playing test cricket. Uh, yeah, that's what I would want. Well, he'd look good in the whites because you know he wore white when he played tennis. At Plus, you could hear him better too. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, In test cricket, he'd have he'd be able to. You wouldn't have like the IPL. You know, fake fan noise. Yeah, uh, covering over his screaming. <laughs> exactly. Okay, who did I come up with? Um, I think I had a golfer. Can't remember which. One. Oh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. You know, did you see what he did to him? I mean, he, he's he like put on fifty pounds of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> now he just hits the ball like four hundred yards every time. <laughs> And, and you know he's he's having a hard time putting, but he's he's not bad. He's still a pretty good putter. He was a good putter before he put on all the all the weight. But he needs to switch to one-handed putting, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's a beast. So I mean, I I think that would work for like uh, you know you've seen Chris Lynn how big he is. I mean, yeah, true. You, he you could put you, I mean he's bigger than Lynn. I think Deshambo is. And um, agree. I mean, you know, you could get him. Deshambo would just <laughs> be hitting balls into the. Uh, 
stratosphere. I mean, it would just be unbelievable. That would be something else. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. He'd only be a T20. He'd only be T20. I wouldn't put him in any other format. (laughs) Would you put him in the power play? Yeah, yeah. I'd put him opening batsman, absolutely. Same same way as Lynn. Just have him bomb, you know, as many sixes as he can before he gets out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, so that's uh, that's the that's the 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 last segment, the five major sports, and it was sort of a what what does this remind you of, but uh, just in a little bit of a twist. Okay, so now we're going to go move on to um, uh, the super overs. Uh, so we've we've done our three segments, and we're going to do the super over now. So the way this uh, works, um, I guess, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I don't care. You go first. Okay. So, um, so what you're supposed to say is, Tim, what is your super over? <laughs> so, right. Okay. Right. So that, that's, that's the format in the uh, hang up and listen. That's how they do it. So, okay, okay. So go ahead say your line. All right, Tim, what is your super over? Okay. Thank you, Nate. Uh, I'm going to talk about, um, test, uh, the boxing day test. And oh. you think the boxing day test, you think, well, Man, they've been playing the Ashes since 1880 something, right? So they've been doing the Boxing Day test forever, right? Uh-huh. And the answer is no, that's not true. Uh, the Boxing Day test, as we know it, only goes back to continuously back to 1980. Oh wow! Yeah, and before that, there was a few test matches that were played around Boxing Day. Um, the very first one that started on Boxing Day was in 1968. Uh, it was um, West Indies were, were there for a tour, and they didn't have most of the players that you've ever heard of. Um, the only guy that I saw on the on the field at, at that point was Gary Sobers. Uh-huh. And, like, they didn't have, you know, any of the other ones that you've probably heard of, um, like Ian Bishop and all those guys. They didn't – they were later. Yeah. So, um, and they got trounced. Uh, uh Australia scored 510 runs in their first innings and, uh, uh, yeah. And, um, West Indies couldn't match them in, in their two innings. So they won by an innings and something number of runs. It was a crazy blowout. So I don't really, you know, I'm not going to talk about that one too much. Uh, there was a, there was a one in 1950 and one in 1952, but they were not played on the day. They were played around boxing day. So like the fourth day of the test was boxing day. So I don't really count those either. So the, the very first one played with two teams that were actually competitive and it started on Boxing Day was in 1974. And I was not aware of this, but they were playing uh, eight ball overs back then. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, eight, the six ball over didn't happen until 1979, 1980. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. I didn't know about. So then in this match, there's some guys you've heard of. So I'll go through the scorecard. Um, David Lloyd Bumble who played in that game. Right. Um, Tony Gregg, I think maybe people have heard of Fred Titmus, yeah. Fred Titmus, um, yeah. Bob Willis himself was there. He played in that game. Right. He, he bowled uh, a bunch of overs, um, for Australia. Australia had Dennis Lilly, uh, Jeff Thompson. Yeah. I vaguely remember Jeff Thompson. I remember Dennis Lilly. I know he has a couple stands named after him. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they Thompson had. Um, Thompson was like the fastest around. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was one of the best ever. Yeah. One of the fastest ever. They had Greg Chapel. They had Rod Marsh, one of the many Marshes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they had Ian Chapel, another guy that I'd heard of. Uh, mm-hmm. Australia did. 
so anyway, they, they played this match and it was pretty crazy. I mean, uh, it, it was, it looked like there was a threat of rain. So Australia won the toss and they put England in the bat, which you think for Melbourne, you don't want to do that because Melbourne is basically a road, right? But this was back before that they had turned Melbourne, uh, cricket ground into a gigantic multi-purpose stadium. So right now they put the, they do a drop in pitch for the boxing day test. Back then it was just a regular pitch. So Australia put England in and uh, England got 242 in their first innings. Australia answered with 241. So they came up one run short. And then England in the second innings was 244. So it was, you know, they, so Australia only needed 246 to win. And again, it was, Threat of rain. It was. I think the fourth, the fourth or fifth day, there wasn't a lot of cricket going on. But the fifth day was a full day, so they had a full a full day to get whatever number of runs it was at that point, two hundred something. And they got down to um, the last few overs, and there's actually a video on this, and um, it's. Uh, I'm going to post it on my uh, 1844 webpage. Um, that Robolinda two guy. Uh, yeah, posted yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's a whole video on this and you can, I'll let you watch it at your own leisure. It's about an hour long, but it's pretty interesting. And um, so they get down to the, and this is where I, I could never imagine this ever happening in the United States. So they get down to the last 16 balls. It's two overs left. Australia, I think needs 14 to win. And, you know, they go to the last over eight balls left. They need like 11 to win. And, they get three runs and then, you know, England comes back and that's the end of the allotted overs. And the difference between the two was only eight runs <laughs> and uh, they didn't bowl them out. So it's a draw. They had, they had only had eight, they were two thirty-eight for eight. So they had, you know, their two number of, yeah, two wickets in hand. And I'm like, can't they just like, it's it's we're talking Australia, December twenty seventh or twenty eighth, whatever it was, twenty ninth. Right. Uh, the sun probably doesn't set for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, just play a couple more overs, see what happens. Maybe you get those two wickets. Maybe Australia gets the, gets the runs. You know, right. just just play a couple more overs. Who cares? But nope. <laughs> Everybody was like, that's the end of the game. <laughs> You have to think if Australia had just one more wicket, they would have won it just because they would have gone for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They had two wickets though, so they they, they, they didn't want to get down to their last bat uh, batsman. Right. You know, right? I guess it's, that's a shame too. You want to see so you because you want to see them go for it and win it, but or try right. to win it. But there's a lot, you know, you know, a loss is is a bad thing too. So. Right, and they'd already won two other the first two matches, so Australia really had no incentive to win. Yeah, so that's but that's you know that's the cool thing about about Test cricket to me is that the draw brings a whole other thing you know whole right. whole other aspect into into the game. It just it makes it harder for the other team to to win the series if, if yeah, you, especially when you're already ahead. And then right, you just, you, you'll just take the draw and we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, of course we don't see a whole lot of them now because of that, you know. Right, and then uh, so just as a as a as a finish to this so we can move on to what yours is going to be. Um, I, I decided, well, when, what's, has it ever happened where there's been fewer than eight runs and it'd been a draw and it's actually happened four other times. And oh the most recent, 
And I don't know. I don't remember this at all. This happened in 2011, right around Thanksgiving time. And it was India versus West Indies. Oh, wow. And where was it? Was it in India? It was played in Mumbai. Okay. And you're not going to believe this. 2011, this happened. I don't remember it at all. It was a draw where India had nine wickets down and the, the scores were level. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine that happening in the United States? I mean, there would have been a riot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but that's so cool. I mean, that's, that's amazing that, 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 that yeah, really I, this game is insane. You've got to see this game. West Indies, they were the only team in the history of test cricket to score 590 runs or, or that, you know, more than whatever that, you know, I don't, it was less than this, but they scored 590 runs in their opening innings and <laughs> did not win the game. Oh my gosh. How do you even have time to, to draw that game? I know. I mean, I, mean, I guess, you know, that's a silly thing to say. Of course, what an you have insane game. I don't remember anything. I bet you everybody but, who, who listens to this, who's from India, especially if they ever listen to it, they're like, oh yeah, that was like the most famous game ever. I don't remember this time, at all. How do you have time to draw the game on an actual tie score? You know? Yeah. Like yeah. that's like normally you know, I would think, oh yeah, okay, they drew the, the game in it in a draw because they scored too many in the first innings and then there might have been a rain delay or something. But yeah. no, this one went all the way to the last run. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and, and it was only the sixty fourth over of of India's second innings when the time ran out. And uh Robbie Ashwin tried to run for two and he didn't make it. Oh wow. And so he got run out on the last ball of the match. So if he had made it, they'd have won by one run. Oh, jeez. So I it ended up being, that. it's, I know I've got to, I've got to, I, I haven't pulled it up on YouTube yet, but my God, it had to be insane. <laughs> and then that's crazy. the funniest part was, you know, so I, I go onto Twitter and I like, well, I wonder what people were saying about this. And this is a perfect non-American comment from this guy called test match, Dan. And, <laughs> and so, Test match Dan says, greatest test ever? No. Greatest final day ever? Quite possibly. India and Wendy's draw, but test cricket is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine an American saying that? <laughs> no, they would have been like, oh, this is the worst. Yeah, you're right. It's... Five days and they've come to a tie and they could have just played one more over and <laughs> decided it. Yeah, that's, yeah. There is a ridiculous <laughs> obsession with having to win. Yeah. In a game, but sometimes the draw is the deserved result. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you're right. That is totally not something an American would say. <laughs> I got. I got to look up this test match. Game. It's like they, it would be considered like watching like a trilogy of films, and and they're, yeah, they're like it'd be basically the same as watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing's great, and the ending nobody likes the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but except for people on Twitter, they loved it. Yeah. Uh, uh, amazing. So that, yes, that set me down that rabbit hole. So, um, yeah, That's so, cool. so Nate, what is your super over? So, uh, in, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you, uh, what would you change about on, on origin cricket podcast? They always ask this question okay. at the very end. So, uh, I have to carry the brand over. So, um, what would you change if you could change one thing about cricket, uh, a rule, it could be an, a rule or it could be anything. What would you change? Okay. About cricket, if you could. Okay. I thought about this and here's what my, and I just, it just came up the other day. 
I would say they should allow for the double play. <laughs> Why not have a double play in cricket? I mean, it would hardly ever happen. I mean, it'd right. be extremely rare. Right. But if you have a really bad comedy run out, you could get <laughs> both batsmen off the field on the same play. That would and be, that would be yeah. insane because, you know, then they'd have to start all over again from scratch with the, two the, new batsmen. And you take two wickets down on one play. That would be incredibly exciting. It would almost never happen. But. Yeah, I think it would be exciting too. Here's what it would introduce though. Yeah. The question of tag ups because if you hit the ball in the air, you know, now now you got to cross before, uh-huh. you know, so that you can take the strike. That right. would be out the window. You'd have to tag up mm-hmm. and try to get that run when the throw comes in, which was actually actually no, it wouldn't be out the window. It would just be another way of changing strike. Yeah. You know, cuz the ball's still live after the catch. Yeah. So you you tag up as soon as they catch it, then you take off for the other, for the yeah. other, uh, for the, for the, well, you uh, wouldn't have to run if you didn't want to, That's you wouldn't it. have to, but you could take off for the keeper's end. Right. Uh, and try to try to get strike. And that would, that would actually probably create more double play run potential than many other, than, than any other situation. If you think about it, you get yeah. towards the end of a T20 game and a guy gets that, caught and he's only caught it about, 45 yards away or 50 yards away and mm-hmm. the the non-striker needs to get on strike because towards the end of the game and the bowlers are coming in so right. yeah that would create the tag up double play which would probably be exciting yeah especially for like t20 or the 100 whereas the right. 100 they can the 100 they can make up all kinds of rules so <laughs> yeah. why not just why not just do that for the 100 that just do good. it i'd love to see that the ball goes <laughs> up in the air the, the non-strike everyone knows he's going to get caught the non-striker stays stay, you know has this bat anchored ready to run as soon as he catches it oh yeah. that would be that would be awesome yeah yeah i like that okay so what's yours uh i would i've thought about this a lot i have a bunch of them but the but the one i would make it so that a maiden over is a wicket in in odi oh okay so, if you don't, if you fail to score a run in an over in ODI, you're mm-hmm. out. And yeah, I like that. And the reason I would do it in ODI is because I'm tired of ODI games. They just don't seem to have enough wickets to me. Yeah, it's, it's too much. They they too often end, you know, five six wickets. I, I want to see I want to see all the wickets. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And even you could even do it with T20s. There, yeah. aren't, there aren't very many maiden overs in T20s. Right. I think there'd be just enough in 50 over. They're like, what, like three a game or something. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, and you would you would just have all these. Everyone would bring the field in to try to get the run out on the last ball. You know, it, yeah. I think yeah. you get four dot balls in, it, to start the over. Now everyone's bringing in the field because they think, oh, wow, we're going to put pressure on them. Right. I, I think that would be really exciting. I like anything that, that adds to the fielding fun. Yeah, and then you know, if you get a maiden over, it means it's the same batsman every single time. So it's like, right. you know, he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves yeah, he it. deserves it. It's it's his fault. He saw six balls and didn't score. It's it's on him. That's right. That that's pretty fair. I think that's good. I like that. Yeah. So uh, we've been talking for about ninety minutes in real time. <laughs> so um, I think we're gonna have to to wrap it up here, Nate. So um, I really appreciate you being on the 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 eighteen forty four podcast with me. And uh, any last words or anything you 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 want to say? No, it's just it's cool connecting with you on on. It's been great uh, talking with you and all all the other guys, uh, the USA 
a contingent on on Twitter. And, yes, you know, it's it's so it's so cool to have Americans to discuss cricket with because we can re, you know you know relate it to our to our shared experiences with other sports and and uh, so it's been it's always great to to chat with you and yes. uh, you know I I really liked I liked listening to your other podcasts I thought the especially I especially like the second one with Gotham um, yeah he was that, good yeah it was really cool Eagles yeah, but, fan <laughs> but no yeah but thanks for for the chat man it's always okay good. yeah you're welcome thank you uh, I really appreciate you being on thanks a lot and that should do it thanks a lot thanks for listening everyone. Yeah.